big director. Everyone see me as a big director. Everyone wants to be a big director. If you can, uh, make good movies like a good director. I don't know. I'm trying. I tried. <laughs> Who are you, you doing? <laughs> I I didn't do anything. <laughs> Ladies That's and gentlemen, it. boys and girls. Everyone outside and in between. Welcome. Welcome back to a very long conversation about movies and art and TV and whatever else we feel like talking about. My name is Sam Bannigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. Sam Bannigan, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Work's all right. Life's all right. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's always stuff, but overall, good. I got my computer all all nice and set up with my new Ooh, parts. Oh yes. Uh, so I can. I'm gonna try to play some video games on it probably after this call. Uh, well, I'll have to eat and then I'll do that. But you know, you get what I mean. Video games before eating. Do it. Uh, put in. Put in the time. Put in the effort. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty good. I feel like I did something else this week that I was going to talk to you about, but I can't remember. Like that. Uh. uh what about you? How's your week? My week was well. I'm trying to think what did I do this week. Yeah, I just did life, life and comedy. I saw Hannibal Burris perform comedy. That was fun. Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris. Coach Wilson. He brought up that he was Coach Wilson a lot. He mentioned that he was in the Spider-Man movies. He did as a bit, and he did as a recurring bit again later on. Uh-huh. Great. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Funny guy. Uh, I've been well. And yesterday, I watched a movie. I also watched a movie yesterday. <laughs> and I liked it just enough. And I did not enjoy it. It is Bradley Cooper's Maestro. We saw it. We watched it. I said it to Sam, and I was like, he's going to say no. And then you said yes. And I said, Why would I say no? Because you don't like Bradley Cooper. I, I don't like his one movie. But I thought that would be enough. No, you, you gotta get three bad ones. Three, and then you're out? It's baseball rules? So he's at, he's at two bad ones. <laughs> one more, Bradley! One more, out. Bradley! One more! You're on thin ice, motherfucker! <laughs> Alright, I'll keep that in mind for the next one. <laughs> Alright, this is it. This is um. Yeah, we saw Maestro. What'd you think? I was so fucking bored by this movie. I have not watched a movie in a very long time that made me want to do other stuff. <laughs> like, I was just like, man, this is really not that interesting. I, I checked my phone so much because I was just like... My brain is just, there's none, nothing in this movie is there for me to grab onto. Um, and I just thought it was infinitely boring. Did uh, you ever do that pause game? Did you ever, <laughs> I need to go to the bathroom, I, pause. What? <laughs> I did. I did that. And there was, I think like 45 minutes left. And I was like, how, what else is going to, what is supposed to happen here? Um, yeah, I thought the direction was, like, fine. It's not horrible. It's just kind of, it's just boring. It's just uninteresting. Um, I thought the performances, I thought Carrie Mulligan was, like, all right. She wasn't great, but she was fine. I thought Bradley Cooper was pretty hollow. Um, I think everybody else kind of, like, did their thing, but no, 
nothing was really there. It all felt very empty to me. Like, no one... It felt like Bradley Cooper, as a director, did not really have a vision for, like, what this thing was. And so everyone was just kind of like, I'm just going to do my job. And then Bradley Cooper never gave them a note. And they and they were just like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing this, I guess. Because he spent too much time becoming Carl Havoc from I Think You Should Leave. <laughs> I had to look up that. I was like, who's that? <laughs> Carl Havoc from I Think You Should Leave. There's too much fucking shit on me. I don't want to be here anymore. I think that's like one of the greatest sketch sketches. What's the plural of sketch? Sketches. Sketches. I think that's one of the greatest sketches of all time. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's great. really funny. <laughs> There's too much fucking shit on me. Are you okay? Are you all right? I don't want. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> You mean like in the costume? <laughs> no, I no, I just don't want to be here. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, but yeah, Bradley Cooper looked like Carl Havoc, and I was just it, it was really distracting. Um, and yeah, I don't, I really did not enjoy any of this film. I think there were like like some of the cinematography was nice, but I don't want to credit Bradley Cooper with that. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I was like. I think this is like maybe the best looking Netflix movie. Maybe this or Roma. Yeah. Um Matthew Libatik. Uh who was also the cinematographer on a Star is Born, but also did Black Swan, Requiem for a Dream. Uh has worked with Aronofsky a bunch. Uh The Whale. Um uh the that fucking postcard from Earth. Um. Yeah, has actually done a lot of did mother. Um. Has a very interesting career as a cinematographer. If I'm honest, looking through all this stuff, some hits. Where are the big misses some, for you? Some hits and some and some real weird, like like the number twenty three starring Jim Carrey. Dag. Immediately followed by Iron Man. Dang. Did Iron Man 2. Did Black Swan. Did Cowboys and Aliens. Did Ruby Sparks. Did Noah. Did Straight Outta Compton. Did The Circle. Did Mother. Did A Star Is Born. Did Venom. The same weekend. I remember this. (laughs) Yeah. Did Birds of Prey. Did The Prom. Like, uh, did Don't Worry Darling. The like, Prom? It's really all over the place. The the yeah. Netflix movie, The Prom, with James Corden? The Netflix, yes, the Netflix movie version of the musical, The Prom. He was the cinematographer on that. So this guy has a wild career. Um, And some of the stuff looks really good. Like, I mean, the the... You know, most of this stuff actually looks pretty good. Like, even the bad movies are still shot pretty well. So, that's kind of fun. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. What a, what a eclectic. Yeah. That's what teachers so said to out. me. They said I had an eclectic personality. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, Wild. So I thought cinematography was nice, but the rest of it was infinitely boring. What did you think of this film? Um, I liked it. You know what's funny? <laughs> this is real. The only person who could tell you it was real is me, but it was real. At the end of this movie, it was at the very end when he was spoilers? Question <laughs> mark? Um at the end and he's conducting his student i looked at my watch and i was like oh the movie's almost done i was like i think i'm the only person in the world who did this for that movie who looked at my watch at the end of the movie it was like (laughs) i bet a lot of other people kept looking at their watches 
I throughout looked at my, the movie. I looked at that time a lot. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's funny that you brought that up. I was like, I bet I'm the only person who's, oh, wow, the movie's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked a lot of moments in this movie. Hmm. I love that uh, the the musical number in the middle of On the Town, and, and it was black and white. I love that stuff. I'm a sucker for that. Oh, yeah. The one time that the movie did anything interesting. Yeah, the one, that like, one eh, time. We're going <laughs> to keep going. I liked, I liked the Snoopy fight. I just liked that whole, why is Snoopy sure. out here? It's his day. <laughs> I've been yeah. thinking of that. I liked so many moments in the movie, but I do not think it was tied together very well. I do okay. agree with yeah, you yeah. Th- with that vision. It felt very broad, just very yeah, very, maybe broad's yeah. the wrong word, but it is. It does the the music in the movie is great because it's all Leonard Bernstein. It was yeah. I was but, stoked when West Side Story started playing. I was like, oh, hell yeah! <laughs> did it have anything to do with what was happening in the film at the time? No, not at all. But it did play. What do you mean by that? What part? It was... it. They played the... Um, uh, the... Whatever. The, like, intro to West Side Story. The first opening... The opening dance number. Yeah. Um... Which is filled with like suspense and like these little like moments of of joy and all the stuff, and it's like them dry, like arriving at the house and like doing nothing. Yeah, I laughed at I I there was something funny, and the, the license plate said Maestro. Uh, no, that's at the end when the when we see the license plate. I didn't see. It. I mean, you might see it there too, but I didn't see it. Um, when they play West Side Story. It is, yeah. yeah, music, great. What do you want? There's a reason yeah, what why. What do you want from one of the greatest composers to ever live? Like, I don't know. <laughs> there's the a reason there's a be movie good. being made about it. Yeah, I just wish it was a better movie. Um. Well, let's hop into this cast, which I think really is too. My Hawks. Yeah, it's my Hawk is there. Matt Bomer is there. I like Matt Bomer. I was like, yeah, Matt Bomer, you get it. <laughs> I like Matt Bomer too. Uh, Sarah Silverman is there. Um, some other people are there, but it's it's Carrie Mulligan and Bradley Cooper. You, what did you say at the beginning? What did you say about Carrie Mulligan? What did you think of her performance? Her, her performance is fine. It's not great. It's like, yeah, all right. Good actor doing a sure. thing. As as you say. A good actor doing like a mediocre job. Like, it's not like... This isn't great from Kelly, Carrie Mulligan. Um, yeah, I don't know. Carrie Mulligan's, I think, been kind of... Hasn't been, hasn't been hitting recently. Promising Young Woman, right? That was... But that was four years ago. (laughs) (laughs) What else has she done? uh, She did a Christmas Carol movie. She did The Dig. She did She Said. She Said. Uh, She did a podcast series. Uh, She did Saltburn, which I still haven't seen. And then she did this. She is in Saltburn. Promising Young Woman. Um... We should do Saltburn. I'm curious. I really want to watch it. I really want to watch it. Um, I like Carrie Mulligan. I like her in this. I thought she was great. You thought she was great? I thought she was great. What was it that made you that made you think great? I love that scene with with. The whole scene with Mai Hawk and Sarah Silverman towards the end, which she's like, I know you're mad at, mad at me. Look at me. Look at me. 
And then she talks to Sarah Silverman, and she's like, I forget what she says, but she's like, um, you know, I always pride myself on, on how much I didn't need his attention. Now look at me now. I'm no better than the children who I used to pity. Something like that. Yeah. I thought that whole scene was brilliant, and the way it was shot, and what she gave, the screen presence. Ah, Carrie Mulligan. Great. Okay. <laughs> I, I I just thought her performance was, like, mid at best. Dang. Like, it just wasn't... What? Has she done schlock? <laughs> Has she done any uh, superhero movie? Any uh, National no. Treasures? No offense to the National Treasure fans. Uh, no, she hasn't. Good for her. I mean, maybe. I mean, I heard she said was not great. I heard it was fine. It's still nothing nothing big, like a superhero or or some such thing. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, she hasn't. That's actually kind of impressive. You know? It is impressive. She's been relevant for the past ten years, and she hasn't done... Yeah. Wild. Wild. Good job, Carrie Mulligan. Keep that up. Yeah, good for you, Carrie Mulligan. Bradley Cooper's even Rocket Raccoon. Like, (laughs) Yeah. It's what afforded him to make this movie. That's it. Yeah. It's what afforded him to do a lot of a lot of stuff. Have a box seat at the at the Philadelphia Eagle Eagles uh stadium. Okay. That's it. Just wanted to throw out throw out football. Okay. Hashtag throw out. It sounded football like it sounded can. like you were trying to get me to get get something going and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um uh man, remember remember Nightmare Alley? That movie rips. Yeah. Right. I forgot that movie exists. I like that movie. I I love Nightmare Alley. I got a cool uh an artist, a local artist does like um movie posters. Mm-hmm. Uh like that he draws and designs and stuff. And I got one from him for for Nightmare Alley. It's great. It looks really sick. Describe it. It looks like a like a tarot card. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it uses um, yeah, I can't remember. Hold on, let me see if it has a name. It doesn't have a name, but I remember him saying that he used um the colors of the. Like on the on the regular tarot deck of uh, the colors of the car that's on the fool, mm-hmm. uh, to do like a tarot card. It's like him uh, when he's doing his magic show and he has the blindfold on. Um. Yes. Yeah, that's what that's the art of it, and it's in it's in the style of like a tarot card, and it looks really nice. And it says Nightmare Alley. That's a it's good sick. I remember I saw. Yeah, Sim's gonna yell at me as he always, as he, whenever I enjoy my life. I remember going to see it, the original at the Roxy. They were played at, at the Roxy movie theater, and mm. then I went to uh, an AMC and I saw the new one in the same night. Wow! It was. I unfortunately saw Licorice Pizza and Nightmare Alley as a double feature with my friend Danny. <laughs> Love both and those I, movies. That's not a good double feature. <laughs> we were just like they both came out, and we were like, "Let's go see, let's go see, let's go hang out and go see a movie." And then we were like, "Why don't we just go see both of these movies? We got nothing else to do today." And so we did, and uh, and we both did not like Licorice Pizza, and then we both loved Nightmare Alley, and we were like, "I'm glad we saw Nightmare Alley second. That's yeah. Did you know anything about Nightmare Alley? Before going into it, uh, no, I, I I knew it was a remake, uh, but all I knew was like the trailer and Guillermo del Toro, and I was like, I love Guillermo del Toro, so I'm in. 
I didn't know. Because this was also right before we did the Guillermo watch. Yes. Yeah. Um, What about you? Were you like a... I guess you had just seen the original. I didn't know it was a remake. I went down there because I thought it was the new one at 35mm. And then... (laughs) And then I was like, oh. Well... Might well, as well. Okay. Might as well, you know? <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. That's actually fun. And then I was like, well, then let me go to... And now that I know that there's no such thing as a 35mm print of Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to take off my belt because I'm gaining weight. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> get, get fucking comfy, bro. Comfy clothes. Comfy clothes. Um, I like Bradley Cooper. I like his direction. Mm-hmm. I like again. I like a lot in this movie. Isolated moments, but just as a through line, I just think it's it's to me. It's just the same old biopic. It's just the same. It's just it so really is. been here, done that. And it's so boring. Like, it's just like... M- the the other thing that, that I <laughs> was uh, was thinking um, as, a, as a review on Letterboxd uh, instead of the Carl Havoc thing was uh, uh, saying Leonard Bernstein's got to think about his whole life before he does an interview. <laughs> Uh, that would, because, like, that's good. I think it would have played. <laughs> I like my Carl Havoc joke more. <laughs> um, but like, it's just all of these fucking biopics are just walk hard, and it's just insane that we keep getting them and no one's doing anything interesting. And then they keep like, because this happened in Rocket Man too, where like there's like a moment of like hey, maybe we're going to do something interesting. And then it disappears, and then the rest of the movie is just regular biopic. I think me and, and it's Justin... really frustrating. Maybe it's just... Maybe we just don't like these movies. Maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe... <laughs> we don't. We generally don't. But... Come on! Is that our fault? Is that the movie's fault? <laughs> I think it's... I think it is. it is a fault of the movie maker to not recognize that... They are just doing walk hard. The Dewey Cox story. So. Like if you if you are writing a biopic, if uh, tip tip for any director and writer out there, if you are writing a biopic, watch Walk Hard and make sure you don't do anything that's in Walk Hard. Yeah, because you're just because you'll just make the same biopic that everyone else is making, and they're just fucking boring. What's the last good biopic? Great. I mean, right? I hate to be this guy. I don't want to be this guy. Ah! But Oppenheimer. <laughs> Oppenheimer is the one, but it also does nothing that Walk Hard does. What's a What's a musical biopic? <laughs> Bo Rap ain't it. Rocket Man ain't it. Bob Marley. The Whitney Houston movie probably ain't it. The has that Bob Marley movie come out yet? No, not yet. Okay, that one's probably not gonna be it. Like none of these movies. I cannot tell you a, a good biopic. A good mus- a musician's biopic. There, there have been great performances and great. Yeah, but right. like maybe, maybe the Paul Dano, uh, uh, Love and Beach Mercy. Boys. Yeah, or that like unofficial Bob Dylan one is pretty good. Oh, I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. But that one's also doing interesting stuff. <laughs> but 
like fantasy. Not the Paul Dana one, but the I'm not there one. All of fantasies, pretty much. Try to think. Yeah, I'll stand by it. What good fantasy movies have we got? Again, popular. Popular's not. <laughs> popular does not mean good. Like Lord of the Rings. Great. It does it well. <laughs> yeah. The original Star Wars trilogy. Indiana Jones is different. Indiana Jones is... That's an adventure movie. That's yeah, a an adventure. Genre. Like, yes, yes, these movies are playing in genre space, but I, I do think that biopics in particular are, because they all have to be fairly realistic, end up feeling so samey. Because, like, even though, yes, you, like, if you're doing a sci-fi movie, you want to hit the sci-fi tropes. If you're doing a fantasy movie, you hit the fantasy tropes. But the biopic tropes are just all the same. Like, it's just always, like, oh, the relationship struggles because one, one of them is famous and one of them isn't. Or, like, you know, like, it's just the same shit every time. And because it's just, like, because it's not disguised with, like, I have a, I'm, I have a sword and I have a, and I have a laser gun it ends up being harder to like look past the, the tropes that we're kind of getting into. I do want to see that sword laser gun movie though. I have a sword. I have a laser gun. It's that's star Wars. (laughs) Dang. No wonder I was into it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Um, But then I also think that in those genres, because people who are making them, understand that there are tropes and there is like expectations of like what's what stuff happens it is a lot easier for people making fantasy and sci-fi and horror and stuff like that to like play with those tropes and be like we're gonna do something different you know yeah you get movies so we end up getting movies like arrival where it's like, oh, it's it's right. we're still in sci-fi world, but we're like playing with with how we're doing this and like how do you do the Earth invade the uh like invasion film without it being war and like how do you like you know play with that sort of stuff? But biopics never play with that stuff. They just do the biopic thing every time. Someone's real life. Because it's someone's real life. And every time they make one of these movies, they're always like, we want Oscars. Social Network's like, not true. It's vaguely true. <laughs> it's vaguely true. But Social Network is also interesting. Because, <laughs> again, it's not doing the regular biopic stuff. Like, if you're just telling me a regular biopic, it's not going to do it. Because they always feel like Oscar grabs. They always feel like self-important in some way like it's always like now that we're sober this does feel like an important a self-important movie it does it does in a in a sense yeah i think it it, i I was feeling that too but this one felt emptier to me i don't know this one felt emptier than rebel mood in like in the in the not in the story but in the like feeling of importance rebel moon Zack snyder fills his movie with the feeling of importance and this one just has like a a a shiny candy coating of of importance oh i hear what you're saying but once you get in there there's nothing you know what i mean i do does that make sense that does make sense are you are you on board with my biopic assessment (laughs) it for because it's funny we talked about just the directing first, and I feel like then we'll talk about his acting, but there... What do I want to say? I had a thing, <laughs> and I lost it. <laughs> Biopics. Biopics. Uh, important. It's just that. It just... It feels so... We've done this. We've we've been here. Then it's the one final big concert. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. That's what I'm saying, dude. But 
I did enjoy myself. I had a good time. <laughs> I did. I did indeed have a good time. Every yeah, musical right. biopic that every that comes out feels like every year because it is every year. Yeah, you do hope that they'll do something different and something that will like make you appreciate. I mean, James Mangold's uh, Bob Dylan movie that'll be fun. We'll see. <laughs> Dial of, De- of Destiny's James Mingle. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. Ford v Ferrari's good. Did you have you seen Ford v Ferrari? I have not seen Ford v. Ferrari. You'd like Ford I, every time we you talk about it. You say this every time it comes up. You'd like it. <laughs> we didn't do it on the podcast for some reason. We did it. That was a weird. That was twenty nineteen. There was a lot of movies. That was a lot of movies. A lot of things were coming out. There's still a lot of things coming out, but that was like the first time a lot of things. (laughs) Creed 3, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and and, uh, Creed 2, I should say. Ralph Breaks the Internet, and like Bohemian Rhapsody all came out the same weekend, and you're like, those are all big movies. All... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, did you like Bradley Cooper as a performer? More, I did. Like, okay. I did like him as a performer. I felt the scenes with him and Carrie Mulligan really were good. We just did our best of the year list, our tip and tips and tops. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't make any adjustments. But I did like them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I did yeah. like them. I enjoyed them. I thought they were good. Carrie Mulligan's just really good. I'm really, again, now knowing that uh, she hasn't done any big million dollar, billion dollar movie. Makes me respect her more. She's she's here to work. I respect Carrie Mulligan. I never said I didn't respect Carrie Mulligan. (laughs) I'm team Carrie Mulligan. I just thought her performance was, like, fine in this movie. Nothing special. I do love a Vanity Project, though. I am a big fan of a Vanity Project. You do love a Vanity Project. And this is why I was thinking. I was like, I think actor Bradley Cooper does it well, but director Bradley Cooper's just not there yet. This is a very big, self-indulgent role. Mm. I'm trying to think of, of of a film. Because they exist. Like, I haven't seen Braveheart, but I can only imagine William Wallace for Mel Gibson, him directing. It feels... But his directing career and his acting career both were there. I Mm -hmm. feel like Bradley Cooper, acting-wise, this big musical biopic, he's covered in makeup, big acting Mm -hmm. only... Yeah, Bradley Cooper, you're there with your acting career. But with your directing career, you're still... I think Maestro should have been like two or three movies down. He should have done it. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, I I think I just don't love Bradley Cooper as, a, as an actor. I think he's like good. Ooh. But like... Speaking I, of liquor, I, licorice pizza... Yeah, he's, he's also great. in Licorice Pizza. He's great in Licorice Pizza. He's fun. He's fun in that movie, but like, I don't know. I just i i I generally enjoy Bradley Cooper as an actor, but I don't think I could tell you a like capital G great Bradley Cooper performance. I mean, the propaganda one, American Sniper. He is very you good. Think that is it. You think that's a great one? He is great in that movie. I will give him his props. Okay. I haven't seen it. Um, what, you think the I, podcast? I, <laughs> I don't dislike him as an actor. I just never really go like, oh, hell yeah, the new Bradley Cooper movie. It's always like, oh, hell yeah, the new Guillermo del Toro. Right, you know, he works like, with good kinda, people. 
Yeah, he works with good people, and I think that's interesting. Um, I think he's good at Silver Lighting's playbook, but I don't think he's, like, incredible. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's good. He's always good, but he's never great. And I think that's okay. But I think he really wants to be great. Like, really, really bad he wants to be great. And I don't know if he can get there. Maybe I, he can. I think he's maybe great. he can. His defining maybe, uh, role maybe. in his career right now, Jackson made. He did it once before. Um, I will say this one is not it. <laughs> but yeah, I would. Yeah. So uh, American Sniper, he's incredible. I think he's great in the Stars Born acting, his performance. Uh, mm-hmm. He. <laughs> You think he wants to be Jeremy Strong. Yeah, I think I think he really wants that. He really wants to be the eldest boy. And he's just not going to be the eldest boy. And that's okay. Hey, not everyone can be the eldest boy. Um, but yeah, this one especially felt like... Yeah, like, it felt like no one got a note. <laughs> like, he never... That is a fun... <laughs> Way to phrase it. <laughs> it feels like, like no one just, got a note. It feels like everyone showed yeah. up and was like, okay. <laughs> okay, great. We're doing another take. Okay, any changes? No, we're just doing it again. Got it. Easy. You know? A- and for Bradley, it feels like it's weird calling him just Bradley. I didn't like that. You didn't like that? It's Mr. Cooper. I didn't like just saying, I didn't just, I didn't like saying just Bradley. Um, um, but it felt like he, I don't know, like he's so caught up in, in his performance and his own thing that it ends up falling flat because like he's doing stuff, but then none of the the rest of the movie isn't really doing the stuff that he wants to do. You know, like it just, I don't know what it is. Just something got misaligned here and I don't, and I don't think it ends up in a good spot. John Stamos pulled out his phone during the Golden Globes and meant to text Robert Downey Jr. Congratulations. You were incredible in your role. Glad you won. But he sent it to Bradley Cooper instead. Is that real? That's I saw it somewhere. Who knows if it's real, but I like this. <laughs> these uh, celebrity folktales. <laughs> <laughs> He That's said, oh, I'm funny. so sorry, man. Have you seen Bradley Cooper at these award shows? I did. I have seen his face whenever Killian Murphy wins. <laughs> he looks very upset every time. It's really funny. It's a Killian year, huh? <laughs> I just, I don't understand how he, how, like, he, he must have saw Oppenheimer in the summer. And then he still went, yeah, but my movie's gonna be better. Like, Bruh. he still went, but I'm better in my movie? Bruh. Like, is that what he thought, dude? I gotta say, I gotta say, don't count out Paul. I saw the movie. I seen it with my own eyes. The Holdovers. Paul Giamatti. He's not winning. He's not He might it. take it. He's great. He's not getting it. Sometimes. Killian Murphy. I'm happy to say it. Sometimes there's a Paul Giamatti in your way. It's Killian Murphy. It's Killian Murphy. <laughs> it's a crime if it's not Killian Murphy. The the nominations come out tomorrow. I know. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's always a fun day. On on. It is a fun day. Do you still tweet Twitter X whatever you I, want to call it? Yeah, I go. I I go on the Twitter. I just don't. T- I just don't say much on there anymore. Yeah. I go through phases with that with Twitter where I'm like, ooh, I want to tweet more and I want to, you know, be part of the discourse. Also, Elon Musk just didn't help it at all. Yeah, that's the other thing is like when when Musk started making it all really shitty, it was kind of like, man, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be on here too much. The heydays of Twitter. Woof. <laughs> ooh, they were great. A meme was, every day. That was the time. Everyone, yeah. you walk to work, you said a joke, and everyone knew it. Hey, hey, it was great. Hey, look at us. Who would have thought? Not Who every, thought? everyone. Who would have thought? Yeah. Not me. 
Uh, it's great. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. Are you still? Do you still peruse? I do. Twitter's my main uh, social media. That's the one. I'm 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 going down with the Titanic. Once it dies, it's over for me. I ain't joined. That's threads. fair. Yeah. I enjoyed none of it. You, as a comedian who's trying to to make it as a comedian, you might want to join some of the TikToks other ones. and Instagram. I feel like that's good, and then I'll expand what I'll I'll make that choice later. <laughs> TikTok and Instagram, <laughs> YouTube too. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I keep uh, truth social. I don't Get know. that out of here. <laughs> Truth is not the one. There's like Blue Sky, there's Threads, there's uh, Mammoth, there's... Do you, have you joined any of these? No. Are you on the same? I want to be on Blue Sky, but it's still invite only, and I don't know anybody with a code. Oh, what is Blue Sky? Blue Sky is just Twitter. Is it? But But different. But yeah, invite only. <laughs> they kicked out everyone. Well, it's still it's still like in beta, like it's still in testing. Oh, okay. So it's still like we they don't want to overload their servers. So it's like once you get in, I think you can invite like five people. So it's like it's like one of those things of just like it's we don't want starting. everyone to just sign up all at once. It's kind of like we'll give out codes every once in a while so we can make sure our servers work and. All that sort of stuff. I think they're they're going about it pretty smart, um, but it just means that I don't. I'm not on Blue Sky yet, and Twitter still there. X is still there. Whatever the fuck. Who cares? <laughs> Fucking stupid. I do like Bradley Cooper though, I, and I like his performance, and I like <laughs> a lot in this movie, but yeah. I wish it was better. I wish it was just a little bit more. There was something. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Don't. It happens, Bradley. Who cares? Sometimes you, <laughs> you learn how to be a conductor. He said it took six years for him to to learn. Yeah. Can we talk about this for a second? <laughs> hey. Sometimes you do that and you just do it. You don't win an Oscar at the end. You just do it, and that's the work. <laughs> I saw that Kate uh, Blanchett watch like a thirty-minute YouTube video on how to on how to do it, and then she did Tar, a movie infinitely better about a conductor. But Tar's not based on a real person, huh? But Tar is talked. Lydia Tar is real to us, Andrew. I was like, that's a good musical by oh. <laughs> There's no Lydia Tom. Yeah, it's just not about if it was if it was about a real person, then then we could say, ah yes. Tar, the is great it because musical biopic. People's bio family is like the estate. Like I get it. Like you could have like some weird ghost that falls you know, that that's their that's I maybe. Ah. So frustrating. But I don't think so. I don't I don't see why like Elton John wouldn't want his biopic to be the interesting like Greek chorus musical that it was presented as in its first in its opening number. You know, why let it go through a little bit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're going to do something weird in your movie and then have it shut down by the by the estate or the family or the person why why would they only let you do it a little bit? You know? Yeah. So like maybe. Maybe that maybe there's something there. But it's hard to it's hard to say. Um What's the I'm sorry. No, you go, please. I was trying to think of a question. Uh, no, just was there was there anything in this movie that like you took away from it like uh, a, a lesson or a story or a whatever? I mean, like you know, 
what, right? What, did this bring anything up for you, like in it, in your own life? I don't know. I don't subscribe to to art as a burden, but it is. <laughs> but it is like. It is. <laughs> I don't, not really. There is no lesson that, like, profound. Yeah, we should do Saltburn. I, I wanted to say something about Saltburn, but <laughs> I'd be uh, toad spoiled. Spoiling okay. just the whole toad of it, so I won't say it. Yeah, I, I barely know anything about Saltburn. Oh. <laughs> but. What was I saying? <laughs> uh, nothing profound about Maestro. I liked. I the thing is, my most. I was disappointed because the thing is, the thing I felt the most was like I've just seen this before. I've seen these types of mm -hmm. movies. Um, I love classical music. Every time I hear classical music, I'm like, oh, I love it. I wish I, I I wish I tried harder at at the tuba. That's the that's the. You were a tuba guy. Yeah, because I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's right. Well, if I tried really hard, I could I I could have been on a chair. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. Boo 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 boo. Instead, um, you want to be a dang director. Yeah. Now you're a stand-up comedian. Be like that. <laughs> um, yeah. It's always interesting seeing movies deal with, you know, people deal with art. And, like, how mm -hmm. it feels like this movie was made because Bradley Cooper was getting a divorce. Is, <sighs> was Bradley Cooper getting a divorce? During the, time, during the filming of this movie, yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Who was he married to? Someone. Um, so it is always interesting to see, you know, love and art and that passion. How hard you have to go. How much of the passion takes of you. And the burden of that. Watch eh. Oh, here's the... Yeah, Rob Lowe texted Bradley Cooper instead of Robert Downey Jr. Rob Lowe, I said John Stamos. You did say John Stamos. Which would, be, would have been a very hilarious <laughs> person. Um... I'm trying to see. Sorry, I'm trying to find out who Bradley Cooper was was married to, breaking up with. Yeah, he had a kid. He had a daughter. Uh, it doesn't say that he was. I'm on. I'm on Wikipedia. It says that his last. He had a relationship with a Russian model until June 2019, and they had a daughter together in 2017. But nothing, nothing after that. So maybe they weren't married, but they were together. Maybe a life partnership when when children are involved. That thing of I'm gonna know this person yeah. forever. I'm always gonna know. You you see that yeah. in the movie. Um. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's a tryhard. That's that's the lesson. What's what? Did you take a lesson away from this? You didn't enjoy it. No, but... I, I, I really didn't. I felt, I felt like it was kind of all played out and kind of just the same shit we've seen before. And and oh, fame is a burden, and oh, it's so hard to be, but to be cool and liked. And how does that affect the people around you? I was just like, I've seen, I've seen movies about this. This Got is not that... saying anything interesting about that. 
the moment where Bradley Cooper was like some kid brought my uh brought a gun to school because he was just so jealous of me. Uh, which might be a true story. I'm not sure, but the way he uses uh, it to to lie is is very. Ugh. Yeah, that was interesting. But I don't know. It was again. I nice. like a lot of moments. I thought that scene was really good. But okay. yeah, I, I, I mean, just don't yeah, think I, it's I tied agree. together very well. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think there are moments in this movie that I'm like, oh, this is this is a, this is something, but it just never reaches a point where it's like, I I really enjoyed it. And then yeah, I felt it was really not tied together at all. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Or you want to wrap it up? Let's just wrap it up. Great, great. Well, my name is Sam Bannigan, and I am Andrew Thomas. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Uh, you can follow us all over the place at Welcome Back Pod. Yacht, yacht, yacht. Uh, our link tree is linktree slash Welcome Back Pod. You can find links to all our social medias, all our different podcatchers. Like the track, review the track, like the podcast, review the podcast. All those different things and all the different podcatchers of your choice really helps out the whole show. Uh, but as always, Andrew will tell you the absolute best way to help out the show. Listen, so. We're all, you know, world-renowned, great composers. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're when you're up there on a coke bender, conducting your audience, pull, pull, get everyone together, have a little chat, and then tell them about us. That you know how big composers chat with their whole orchestra. Uh huh. Famously. While they're talking, bring up us. Because that's the best way to bring it to people. Word of mouth. Best best form of yeah. marketing. Uh, yeah, do you want to... Do you want to do a, a, little, a little dance number on our way out here? Uh, yeah. Boo-doo-boo, 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 boo-doo-boo,